Snokes. Why did it have to be Snokes? Decades of export audio. <laughs> Dude, you don't even know. M just did that bit to me on um, the last episode of Aeroplane that we recorded, saying eight years of excellence. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, am I supposed to make a joke now? <laughs> you didn't hear that at all. No, because I was on a date while you were uh, podcasting. I am, as always, your host, Autumn June, and I am joined, as always, by Nora. I am Nora Blake and Zoe Ash Mars. It is time. It's Star Wars time. We've been on this hyperfixation for a while now. It will continue. It will continue, but I can I can feel the, the, the claws are loosening. We ever had a, so slightly. we had we experienced a release today. Mm-hmm. All this pent up feelings. A star orgasm, if you will. A star orgasm, you said. That's the thing you said. <laughs> That's the energy we're bringing to the Rise of Skywalker podcast, is Star Orgasm, which is a thing that happens. It, it does just come into the air and disrupt the whole fleet. <laughs> Lightning has just come. Okay, well, he seems very happy. Anyway, hello, welcome to Export Audio, episode 81, I think. Well, No. Because episode 81 is going to be the newbie that we've already recorded. 82 will presumably be this. And then 83 will presumably be the the holiday special. Yeah. Uh, Which we recorded a couple weeks ago. That was a stinky burp. (laughs) That was a stinky burp, huh? Um, We are here. We recorded as soon as we got home. That's not true. From seeing Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to finish my milk and then roast you. Actually, we had to wait 30 minutes at the restaurant for a table because we just they just didn't want to... Yeah, we went to a restaurant, and they took our names, um, and they're like, oh, it'll be just like a five-minute wait. And I didn't really notice because um, I was just talking to you and looking at the Discord and reading up on, like... I was trying to find, like, leaked versions of what this movie could have been, you know, because um, things went around on Reddit about, like, earlier drafts of this movie uh and 30 minutes passed and we still had not gotten seats and you were like hey can 
We haven't been seated, and there I'm looking at a bunch of open tables right now. Also, I'm just walking, watching people just kind of come in and get seated. This yeah. was what tipped me off. Yeah, and so I went up and asked the hostess, like, hey, are, are we going to get seated? And she was like, oh, did you ask to be seated? And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, I do see your name here. I guess we will seat you now. <laughs> Please enjoy your meal, which I did. It was, I, it it was, was a, a very good meal. It's a fine meal. Um, she did ask me when we got to the table, who wrote your name down? I was like, uh... And she's like, was it that guy? And I was like, yeah, it was that guy. And she rolled her eyes as if this guy, like, <laughs> does this often or something. He seemed like a, like a manager or like an owner. Yeah, like, he seemed like he owned the place. And was not really uh, there to work. Yeah. He had, like, a sweater vest. Yeah. No um, one in a sweater vest. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people in sweater vests do their job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Rise of Skywalker. You love it. We love it. We all love it. The critics Everybody's are, raving about Critics are raving. Good. This movie is in theaters. <laughs> Everybody's saying it's the best Star Wars movie since the last <laughs> one. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the best Star Wars movie released in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Um, reception has been mixed. And not in the... Um, it, reception was mixed to The Last Jedi because everybody is a racist and a misogynist. Uh, I almost and said a misogynist. And a Nazi. And a Nazi. Um, We're just dumb. We're just dumb. Uh, so, reception was mixed there for, like, bad reasons. Reception is mixed on Rise of Skywalker for what I think are perfectly legitimate reasons, but I had a great time. I had a time? I'm not here to tell you it's a good movie. I'm here to tell you it's an enjoyable movie, which is all, all I wanted. For the most part, I agree. But you saw me. You... Okay. So, okay. Full spoilers, obviously. You, you've you listened to Export Audio before, I assume. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you have Maybe I posted this in the Discord and you're like, Oh, this, you know, Nora and uh, Autumn post a lot, but I never actually listened to their podcast. And there's a good place to jump in. You know, we're yeah. all talking about Star Wars. We're all infected with the, the vocal cord parasites that make us talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh, I was just gonna say, I thought about Sora yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was just freeing. It was just nice to think <laughs> about someone who isn't in Star Wars yet. Um, yet, please don't put Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts, but put Sora in Star Wars. Yes. This is my take. Yes. Um. Did you know that the um that Pixar considers the Kingdom Hearts level from Kingdom Hearts 3 to be canon to the world of Toy Story. You told me that yesterday. I was so fucking delighted. <laughs> uh, I was like, you're getting ordered. It is, it's, <laughs> it's canon that Woody goes and just tells Xehanort to fuck off. <laughs> Xehanort. I started saying it's Xehanort. I'm a bad person. No, it's young Xehanort in that world. Young Zenny. Young, young Zenny. Uh huh. Yeah. He's dropping a, a AP later this year. <laughs> young Zenny. Um, is it going to be on Dat Piff? It's called Heartless. <laughs> <laughs> the Heartless EP. Anyway, 
We saw the movie. We saw Rise of Skywalker, and this is not a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> podcast. Um, you saw what I was like at, some, yes. at a certain point. Yes. So there's a, uh, probably the midpoint of the movie. Uh, uh, two things happened. One, Hux uh, tells Finn and Poe, I'm the betrayer. Or, I'm, I'm the, the spy. spy. I'm the spy, everybody. <laughs> it was me the whole time. I gave you the psycho frame. Um, and, um, then Hux is immediately shot and no one ever thinks about him again. And that really seemed to bum you out. You seemed to be like, I love that Nazi boy. You like, <laughs> he was having such a good time. Hux is so fun to watch. Like in Last Jedi, he gets thrown around twice, uh-huh. which is great for, for me. Uh-huh. Um, he's just a fun character. He became more fun in Last Jedi and is less fun in this one is like suddenly he has to be more serious again. Yeah. And he has JJ's to... back and he has to behave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so he gets replaced by Pride. Uh-huh. Um Legion General Pride. Allegiant General. Oh. Idiot. Sorry. Don't you know the the fucking lore? Don't um. you know the lore of Pride? <laughs> You're really pretty. <laughs> Shut up. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, Hux and is killed. Hux is killed, and then immediately after that is the big reveal of the movie. Um, Ray is a Palpatine. Ray is... <clears throat> Ray is a Palpatine. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter... I Kylo, did, I did it twice so you could edit out the first one where I sounded deeper. I will do my best. Um, Eleven minutes. Mark it. I'm not going to remember this. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, Ray is a Palpatine. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter, um, mm-hmm. which does make her Kylo Ren's like second cousin or something. We need to draw Other this way around. Tree. But that's only if you count Palpatine as Anakin's dad. Yes, which he is. Which, I mean, it depends. It, from a certain point of view, we'll say. From my point of view. Oh? <laughs> the Jedi are Anakin's <laughs> I mean, uh, they all become his collective dad, and it doesn't work out. It goes very poorly. <laughs> um, Anakin does kick over the barbecue and turn the 4th of July into the 4th of shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kylo Ren looks in the camera and says, Ryan Johnson's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know anything. Um. And then later on, they hire Mark Hamill to also say this. Yeah. But, but, Kylo Ren, like, looks in the camera and is like, Ugh! Ryan Johnson's so stupid! Your parents were nobody, but that's because your grandpa was somebody! I didn't lie! I didn't lie to you, audience! I didn't sell you a really interesting plot point, audience. Or character trait. Or whatever. I don't know. Terms. Anyway. Writing? Writing. Shout out to the writer of Batman v Superman for working on this film. Later, Mark Hamill shows up to be like, Actually, Ryan Johnson is a stupid fucking idiot. A Jedi's weapon deserves some more respect. 
also, um, being a Jedi is cool and good, and it's a thing to do. Yeah, you should be a Jedi. Everybody <laughs> should be a Jedi. We should all be Jedi. That's not what he says, but he tells Rey to be a Jedi. He says fear is their greatest defense. <laughs> they literally... <laughs> literally a bunch of people in this movie talk about how the First Order's... For the First Order, fear is their greatest defense. That's this, literally a... That's because this movie is about Trump. This is a... Okay. This so. movie is still with her. This movie is for the 72 million. This... Okay, so... I think that's the number. I don't remember. This movie lost you in that scene a little bit, which is about the halfway point. Oh, when I was slumped down in my chair suffering? Yeah, you were like... I was you already were like practically on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, my head to to chest was at like a ninety degree angle. That's how. That's where I was. Yeah. Hanging out. Um, <clears throat> me on the other hand, was just like, okay, I I kind of thought maybe they'd walk this back. Let's go. They chose the dumbest person it could be. Let's go. No. They could have said Kenobi. They could have said Kenobi. They. She could be the secret granddaughter of Duchess Satine from Mandalore. Then she would be a Jedi and a Mandalorian. She could have been the daughter of Satine and Kenobi, you mean. She's only 19. I guess so. Obi-Wan's been dead way longer than that. Unless he, like, used the Force to impregnate another person who's not around anymore. I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, it would have to be grandparents. Yeah, okay. Um, so... I guess that would have been fun, but anyway, um, I just was like, okay, the reason I had a really good time watching this movie, and the reason that I think a lot of people, here's my grand thesis on Rise of Skywalker, if you'll allow me. Um, grand thesis of the Republic. I never even got, this movie really lost me in the big scene where, uh, Poe is giving a speech that's clearly just about Trump. Um, there are more of us. Yeah, there are more of us. Um, fear is their greatest defense. Um, they win when um, we lose hope. When we shut up. Yeah. This is not normal. This is not normal. <laughs> Poe gets on the stage and says, this is not normal, and then gets in an X-Wing. <laughs> Here's the thing, is that at least Poe is going to get in an X-Wing and kill Nazis. Like... The hashtag resistance. No, it's people. a metaphor. The destruction of the Final Order fleet is a metaphor for the impeachment. Do you see that tweet that was going around about how um, a cat's movie has come out each week that a president has been impeached? <laughs> <laughs> Except for Andrew Johnson. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so the first words of this um, movie are. The dead speak. I didn't. I didn't deliver my grand thesis. <laughs> I didn't deliver my grand thesis. I circled back to another point that I lost track of, <clears throat> and in doing so, lost track of the new point. Um, I think a lot of people came into Rise of Skywalker wanting to be, wanting it to be a good movie. I, I think I do think most people walk into the movie theater any day and hope that it's a good movie. I had a different expectation. I went in asking it to be an enjoyable movie. I was I was ready to just surrender to whatever Disney gave me. Whatever JJ put in front of me, I was just going to do my best to have a laugh about it or mm -hmm. because I knew 
I knew The Last Jedi gave us all, like, a lot to think about, you know? Um, even, like, even, you know, some of our friends are like, <clears throat> The Last Jedi, like, doesn't follow through on some of its critiques. Right, um, because it's not, like... But, like, it opens this conversation. Even if it can't fully follow through on some of its, like... It's still a better, like, <clears throat> criticism of Star Wars, or even just, like, analysis of Star Wars than, like, KOTOR is. Yeah, I think it's an analysis of Star Wars For, and not a criticism. I'm in KOTOR 2 now. I'm working through it. I see nothing of particular interest going on in this game. I uh, Atris is neat. Uh, okay. We're not here to talk about KOTOR Colto too. I kind of want to talk about KOTOR 2, but I won't. I will not. People should go listen <clears> to the <throat> Abnormal Mapping episode about KOTOR 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's episode... I was going to say 96. Episode 50. I think it might be episode 64. That sounds right. 64 is KOTOR 2. KOTOR 1 is episode 50. Yeah. Anyway. Um, sorry, I felt a burp coming on. I, I didn't... I knew that this was not going to be The Last Jedi. I knew that this was not going to be an analysis or a <clears throat> criticism. I knew that that's not what was this was going to be. And, and when the first trailer came out, I remember feeling, like, deeply disappointed. When the first trailer came out and I realized that they were going to betray everything that The Last Jedi set up, I was like, okay, this is going to be terrible. It's going to suck. And that was months ago. And since then, I've had time to kind of... Watch all the Star Wars movies. I watched all the Star Wars movies. I got really into the Clone Wars. I read Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I've become, a mistake. A mistake, to be sure. <laughs> but, but a, a welcome, welcome one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... In... In the time since that trailer dropped, I really was able to reorient myself toward what do I want from the new Star Wars movie? Not just Rise of Skywalker, but what do I want from any new Star Wars movie? And it's not necessarily a good movie. I recently watched Attack of the Clones for the first time in ten years. That's a bad movie. I had a great time. I had an I had a really and fun time. Not because you were just making fun of it. And not because I'm just making fun of it. It's not. That I'm just trying to ironically laugh at how dumb Star Wars is. I'm, one, earnestly laughing at how dumb Star Wars is. And also, Attack of the Clones has, like, a lot of ideas. And it, sometimes it's really swinging for the fences and doing something. And it's dumb, but it's doing it? It's swinging for the fences. It might have forgotten the bat. <laughs> sure might have. <laughs> um, it's but, just... Attack of the Clones, like, changes Star Wars. And Revenge of the Sith changes Star Wars. And you get this new status quo. And, like, you get all sorts of new things that spring out of that. And so I guess what I most wanted from Rise of Skywalker was an interesting new status quo from which more things can spring out. And they don't have to be good things. I don't need Star Wars to be good. I need Star Wars to be fun. And right. I need, I need it to constantly just. I, I like it when it's just throwing stuff at me and seeing what sticks. And Revenge of the Sith does that a lot. You know what else does that? Rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> they, they don't make many good choices, but they make 
a lot of choices. Here's the thing, is that the choices that they make, kill Hux, you know, kill Kylo, redeem and then kill Kylo. Mm-hmm. Fine. I can I understand these choices had to be made. I understand, you know, this this was the way some of those could have gone. It's the execution that I'm bummed out about. Not the choices. The, the execution of this movie is really lacking. This movie feels backhanded. Yes, it does. This movie's biggest problem is cowardice. For they sure. They kill Chewbacca and immediately take it back. Yeah. I was I was so excited when they killed Chewbacca. I was like Oh my god. I was like, is Ray killed Chewbacca going to be like the new Snape killed Dumbledore? Like, like is, are we entering into a new era of like, the hero killed Chewbacca? Yeah, like, Ray. It's a bad choice. It's, it's weird. But I was ready to stand by it. Yeah, I was ready. No, no, because that totally sets up Ray's whole arc through blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then like, Five minutes later, we find out Chewie's alive, and 20 minutes later, she finds out Chewie's alive. And, like... And then he goes back to doing nothing for the rest of the movie. And then he goes back to doing nothing. It would have been, like... I don't know. He does nothing except get sad about uh, Leia dying, and then someone hands him a medal. Maz. Maz Kanata hands him Luke's medal, because in the book I have upstairs, it is revealed... I've read this online... Is revealed that Han traded Luke's medal from uh, A New Hope to uh, for booze. Uh huh. Not even Han's medal. He just gave her Luke's medal. So, if we are to believe the canon of specifically the movies, Wookie didn't get a medal. Yes. Even though in new canon, it is established that Chewbacca did get a medal, mm-hmm. just off, not in the movie. Well, also. It's kind of like, there's another reading of it where it's not, oh, they're finally going to give Chewie his medal, which is what they, I think that is the intended reading, that is definitely, but like, I read some something someone else said, and like, oh, it is also like, a, it, you might have said this, it's also just a memento of like, his dead friend, you know? Sure. I also, I also forgot that Chewie is 250 years old, um... Chewie old? When 250 years you old look as good, you will not. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you something that I've been thinking about? Always. Snape voice. So Yoda dies at 900. <clears throat> Ish. Ish. We'll say 950. We'll be generous, we'll say 950. Are you going to do the baby Yoda thing again? Kinda. Baby Yoda is 50, so baby Yoda... Mm-hmm. So, by that math... Yoda is 18 when he dies, right? If Yoda, baby Yoda is one. Okay, if, if Yoda is 900 when he dies, and baby Yoda is 50, mm-hmm. but Yoda's been training Jedi for 800 years. So in the next 50 years, baby Yoda will age much more rapidly. What is your point? I don't have a point. Okay. Then shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how aliens work. Be nice to me. I'm always nice. You are. Anyway, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Starts with the phrase, The dead speak, referencing an event from the hit video game, Fortnite. Because that is not in the movie. The... 
the thing that Palpatine says is not in the <clears throat> film, mm -hmm. I would like to imagine that we can all just insert whatever we want into what he says to the galaxy. Uh, I just imagine him saying, Ray, I'm doing something very wicked. <laughs> Ray, I'm doing something very wicked. Feel my presence. Star Wars. I only can do two impressions. <clears throat> there are only two impressions I can do. Uh-huh. One... Hands and feet? Oh. <laughs> One is, um... David Lynch. But not even David Lynch. Chris Remo's impression of David Lynch. And the other... Is Palpatine. Those are the only two impressions I can do in my life. <sighs> what? She fights her dark side in that room, and then she just leaves. No, no. She gets, like, shot out of it. She doesn't just walk <clears throat> away. Like, she presumably loses. She does just leave, though. Like, she doesn't get to fail the sword fight with your brain the way that Luke did. I don't also, know what I you don't... mean. Well, Luke fought Vader in the cave and then it was his face. Uh -huh. And that was his failure. But, like, her failure is that she sees her failure of her turning <laughs> to the dark side and then the, the cave shoots her out. Also, Rey got two going into the cave scenes, which is weird. Right, because last night I didn't count. We're not counting any of the stuff that was said or done in that movie. We're just gonna... It's weird. It's weird how that movie just doesn't count. <clears throat> yeah. Because, like, J.J. did A New Hope last time, now he's just gonna do Return of the Jedi this time. There were Ewoks in this movie. There were Ewoks in this movie. Okay, we watched... <clears throat> Dog's broken. We're back. Um... <laughs> Kind of lost the thread on what we were talking about. And I think maybe what I'm going to do is open a summary of the movie and we can kind of just go through and just talk about things point by point. Are there things that we wanted to specifically talk about? Uh, I don't know. Do you want I to just... talk about Luke's Force Ghost scene? I want to go, I want to go <clears> through <throat> in order just because I feel like I'm all over the place and need something to guide okay. me a little bit. Okay. Um. No, and that's porn up. No one can see it's a podcast. I don't like you. I don't like you either. I don't get that joke. You'll be dead. Okay, so I got the <laughs> Wikipedia summary of Rise of Skywalker in front of me. Uh, and yeah, I just want to kind of go through this and kind of just, I need something to guide it does, me a little bit. It does open on a montage, which we get another couple montages in this movie. Yeah. It opens with a montage well, of Kylo Ren searching for the big fruit gummy. It opened, <laughs> it opens on the dead speak, supremely, team, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. And then supreme leader Kylo Ren, which I thought was fun. I thought making him supreme leader is fun. That's in the last movie. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, <clears throat> Kylo Ren finds a Sith Wayfinder on this planet. The fruit gummy. The, the sacred fruit gummy. Um, there, there are, as we will discover in the movie, two of these Sith Wayfinders because there are always two Sith. Wayfinders. Wayfinders. <laughs> Couldn't use one of those. Uh, I don't need one. I got it right here. <laughs> How you doing, you old pirate? <laughs> I'm, like, hugging and kissing you more than I usually do on podcasts, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> Standard of professionalism here at Export Audio. Yeah, he goes and finds the Sith Wayfinder. They're always two Sith. Um, I don't think that's the point of the, there being two Sith Wayfinders. Well, it's just got to be, like, Vader and Palpatine both have to be able to find their way to the Sith home planet. Vader doesn't know about this shit. Whatever. There's no way. Vader definitely doesn't know about this shit. No, absolutely not. Palpatine absolutely kept this to himself. Um, Ren gets one, goes there, and discovers Palpatine hooked up to a bunch of Frankenstein machines. He's plugged into a GLaDOS, because it's like... The- yeah, yeah, we see it, we get a good shot of it later. He's definitely just plugged <clears throat> into a GLaDOS arm. But it's also cool as fuck. But also, before that, we see a tube full of Snokes. He's just got a tub full of Snokes in his basement because he made snoke he says yes snoke and is... he also does a snoke voice and a james Earl jones voice while yes. talking to kylo um because when kylo meditated with the helmet in his room with the skull of his grandfather in his bedroom uh in the first movie um that was actually palpatine's influence uh-huh not anakin's uh-huh would have loved an anakin force ghost in this movie this movie needed more force ghosts. They should have had a whole goddamn ghost parade. They should have had a whole goddamn ghost parade. If you're going to have, like, Ashley Eckstein... Uh, if you're going to have Luminara in this movie... Yeah. Like, put her on screen. This is my take. Put Cal Custis in this movie. Fuck it. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> He'd be, like, 60. Um, or older. So... Um, Max von Sydow is retconned to be Cal Kestis. <laughs> what if, though? But no, it's a different character. Anyway, He's anyway, part of the anyway. Church of the Force? Yeah, you were telling me about that. The Church of the Force, not the gar- not the Temple of the Wills, not the Guardian of the Wills. The uh-huh. Church of the Force, a different thing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's I, cool. I had been kind of hoping someone would say the Wills in this movie, and no one did. I was just hoping for the Will of the Force or something. Yeah. Like, that you could pretend that it was about the Wills. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but no, I guess technically Palpatine is the Wills, if you think about it. Because he's been literally pulling the strings from Phantom Menace through Rise of Skywalker. Right. Everything is proceeding as he has foreseen it. Uh-huh. Everything is proceeding <laughs> as I have foreseen it. Um, uh, there's so much good Ian in this movie. There's not enough good Ian. There's not. There's enough. a lot of Ian. Not all of it's good. I felt like all the Ian was good. I was ready to accept all Ian that came to me. I am all the Sith. <laughs> okay, that was bad Ian. It <laughs> was really bad Ian. We'll get also, there. Also, he gets owned by the same trick again. He does. I thought he was doing it on purpose when Mace Windu was like zapping him with lightning, so because then he could have the scars and like get pity. But no, I guess he's just he's just earnestly shocking people and getting it reflected and just not stopping. Yeah, he could have thrown her up into the sky. Uh huh. 
Anyway, um, Aragon has taught me that you can use magic to kill somebody very easily by just manipulating very tiny things in their body to like kill them immediately. So let's see. He goes there. Uh, he tells Kylo Ren that the dark side is a gateway to many abilities that one considers that some consider to be unnatural. He says that out loud. He says the line. Do the line. <laughs> I walk up to Ian McDermott on the road. And just <laughs> do say, the dummy voice for do me. The, do the palpy voice for me. No, just the dummy voice. <laughs> do the dummy voice. Dummy voice. Dummy voice. Dummy voice. Dummy voice. Um, God. Leia has a cool saber design. Leia does get a cool it's saber it's design. It's all right. Um, <laughs> that CGI Leia is no good. Um, we'll get there. So, we cut to Rey is training hard with Leia as her Jedi mentor. Um, we get, um, it's kind of a cool little training scene that she does, um, in the hyperbolic time chamber. Uh, no, it's just in the forest. It's just in the forest. She runs across a, for a river, picks up a rope or a, a ribbon and runs back and then... Uh, gets a vision of Kylo Ren. Um. Right, and so the team all decide that they need to find where Palpatine is um, so that they can kill him. And Rey has a lead from, uh, like, Luke was looking for this Sith Wayfinder thing, um, so... Ray has a lead on it. They all go follow it. It's so. What happens is that at the start of the movie, Poe and Finn go on a quest to retrieve a message that sends them on a quest to retrieve a dagger, to go on a quest to retrieve a fruit gummy, to go on a quest to find the Sith planet, Exegol. Uh huh. So. We're back to Attack of the Clones. Palpatine wants Padme dead, so he says, Dooku, kill, Pal kill Padme. <laughs> Dooku says, okay, Django, kill Padme. Django says, okay, Zam, kill Padme. Zam <laughs> says, okay, droid, kill Padme. <laughs> droid says, okay, worms, kill Padme. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the chain of command here. <laughs> um, And so... I guess, like, this is a good place to talk about, like, I love the kids in this movie. I just love... Yeah? I just love them. I loved them in Force Awakens, <clears throat> and then... Weirdly, I think, for all The Last Jedi's strengths, like, the characters are not the strength as much. Um, and I think the characters really carry this movie in a big way. In a different way. In a different way. In The Force Awakens, they're all just allowed to be charming and cool. Um, well, more specifically, they're all, like, acting out ideologies, or, like... Stuff like that, rather than just existing together. Yes. Which is a different type of character work. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Ray and Poe bickering all the time is great. Yes. It's like when your your best friend's boyfriend is like, you don't really get along, but you, like, kind of do. Mm -hmm. um, it's so fucked up that Finn and Poe don't kiss in this movie. It's I mean, like, this it feels like this entire movie was written to set it up. And then had to be rewritten. It wouldn't be so bad if they didn't introduce girlfriends for both of them. Yeah, if they had to give everybody like, like a really powerful case of the not gays. All also, three of them. Yes. 
and, and uh, except for Rose, fuck off, Rose. I guess. Yeah, Rose gets like four lines. Four lines. Rose gets enough lines that you can't say you can't be mad that they just totally exclude her. But Rose walks on screen to say, "I have something else. I have to read a book instead of participating this time." Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks. And then ass. Finn and Rose kind of like just shake hands and yeah, good one, bro. Um, also, they introduce um, a girlfriend for Finn. Um, and she is black, and she's really only allowed to talk to the other members of the cast who are also black. The scene where she sits down at the end with Lando, and Lando's like, let's find out where you're from, and I thought for sure that, like, he was going to reveal that she was, he was her dad. Or granddad. Or granddad. I was worried we were going to get a fucking Siggins or DARPA chief situation here. Exactly. I was positive that's what was about to happen, and I'm I'm glad they didn't go that far. But but she still only talks to the other black people in the movie. Yeah. And also, it's like, she's, the imagery of the people who live on that planet is racist. I was I was gonna say fraught, but I, yeah, racist would also be apt. Um, <clears throat> and she's just like there to be, like, oh, I was also an ex stormtrooper, just like you, mm-hmm. and just that's like, like the only conversation they have is I. I'm the only character she has. Yeah, I'm an ex stormtrooper, just like you, and I'm like, oh, cool. They'll have like a fun dynamic of since they're both ex stormtroopers, and then their fun dynamic from that point forward was. We're dating now, I guess, because we have this one point in common, and she will not speak again. <laughs> I don't even think they were dating. They just wanted to, like, put it out there that, look, Poe and Finn like girls. Uh-huh. That's canon. Mm-hmm. Don't at us. Mm-hmm. We put gays in the movie. I don't know what you want. You could literally blink and miss it. Okay, so... They did this whole big apology tour for not making Finn and Poke. Um, JJ, uh, Oscar Isaac, and John Poyega all gave a big interview where they apologized for it. Um, which is funny because it was none of their decision, but okay. Um, and JJ says, But if you want gay characters in Star Wars, I think you're going to be happy. Wink, wink. Um, and I was sure that it was going to be something like when Anthony Russo put himself in the movie. Or maybe it was Joe Russo. I don't fucking know. But one of them put themselves in the movie to, like, be a gay person who exists. And I was 99% sure that's what it was going to be. And then at one point in the middle of the movie... Ray has a single flirty line with another girl who has a flirty line with her, and I was like, oh, oh, maybe maybe I will actually be happy with this movie. And the movie does, never picks us up again. Those two characters are never in the same room again. Um, they're great. They're great. I'm, I'm immediately shipping them, even though the movie doesn't want you to. The movie doesn't want you to. Because the movie wants you to ship her with Poe. Yes. Zori. I, I, here's the thing. I have two shipping hands. Zori has two hands. She can make out with. Uh, she can make well, out. Well, no, with she's Poe not interested in Poe. She's not, but like, you could make out with someone and not be interested in them. I don't know. Can you? 
I can imagine them making out at one point. It's fun sure. to think about. Yeah. It just turns the 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 new kids into like an extended polycule. Yes. <laughs> Zori um is clearly here's my big problem with Solo. Um every character that gets introduced in Solo feels like they are introduced only to like for me to later see Oh, they gave her a whole comic book series? It's like 12 issues. I'll go read that. Oh, he got a book? Okay, I'll go read that. Um, And Zori has the same problem of, like, clearly only introduced so that you can have a book or two of, like, her and Poe's cool Spice Runner adventures and, like, Poe getting ideology and going to the resistance like that's the only reason you put this character in this movie at all but also she survives to the end so she can do stuff afterwards that's true um you don't make a character design that cool and then just kill her yeah this isn't the prequels (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of cool character designs that were just killed zam wessel the Knights of Ren. Yeah, the Knights of Ren were just walking concept art in this movie. <laughs> they literally just come into screen to be menacing. The movie has a person call them ghouls to establish that they're spooky. And then they don't do anything until the end of the movie where they lose a fight. They, they get one fight, but they're... I was going to say they're all black. They're all wearing black <laughs> from head to toe against a dark blue set. Mm-hmm. Set, in air quotes. <laughs> set of assets in a computer uh-huh um and so you can't see them while they're doing <clears throat> their fight like i couldn't tell what was going on in that fight save for adam driver's face and lightsaber mm-hmm. the baby killer they bring they bring the baby killer back in this movie they put that lightsaber back together off screen and no one addresses this once no one asks how did you get that back what was it well, like putting she it ha- back together? She had the two halves at the end of Last Jedi. Okay. She was holding both halves at the end. So she put a new crystal in it? She just repaired it. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Leave it broken. Let's pass die. Kill it if you have to. Then she'd have to go get Luke's green saber from the wreckage of the Jedi. That would have been... Sorry. That would have been cool. We never get to see what actually happened when, like, the Knights of Ren were formed. Like, that was a thing that was planted by J.J. to be explained later, mm. and he never comes back and does it. Like, that scene in the rain? Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um. <sighs> also, there's a secret Sith Empire and fleet in the middle of unknown space, just like in KOTOR. Yeah. We- I honestly thought that they were going to say the word Starforge. I honestly thought that, that that fleet was going to have been built by... The super weapon from KOTOR that produces ships like a 3D printer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so continuing to just go down the plot summary because I remembered something else I wanted to do. The other one of the other complaints I have about the movie. Um, so they go to um, a desert planet. I was going to say it's Tatooine. It's Pasana. They meet up with Lando. Um, Lando's like. Yeah, me and Luke were looking for um, the Sith thing, a majig, the dagger, the dagger. Uh, the trail went cold here. Uh, they were. What's the name of the the character? The Jedi hunter. The Jedi hunter Ochi. Ochi is that right? Something like that. 
It is not on this Wikipedia page, and I'm not going to keep looking for it. Anyway, they look for this dagger that's got the um, location of the Wayfinder, um, and they get caught in quicksand. Right, this, was my com- this is a complaint mm-hmm. I have about, and this is a very JJ-specific thing. A lot of my complaints about the movie are like, oh, Disney is, like, too cowardly to, like, follow through on anything. This is, like, clearly a JJ thing and not necessarily a Disney thing, which is that, um... Oh, okay, so as they're getting sucked into this, um, quicksand, Finn says, I never told you, and then they get down there, and it's fine. (laughs) In the, in the fucking whatever they are in the first Harry Potter movie, you know, ooh, Devil's ooh. Snare, the is Devil's that, Snare. They get sucked right? into the Devil's Snare. You have to calm down. Ah, uh, they ha- they have to calm down and get sucked into the Devil's Snare, and when they get down there, Finn is just like, "What? I'm not going to tell you what I was going to say." Oh, it's because Poe's here. Yeah, it's because Poe's here. Uh huh. Then they have that little subplot of bickering between them that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, and. It doesn't make any sense because, like, Finn should just tell his friends what's going on. And Which is that Finn feels the Force the way Ray does. Yes. He's just Force-sensitive. That's all mm-hmm. it is. But it keeps feeling like something way bigger than that? No, it feels like he's gonna... Confess his love. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, like, I just... I don't get why he can't just say that. I get why he gets sucked down into the sand and says, I never told you. I understand why he, like, might have been scared to say it, but it feels like, it feels like he should just say it. It feels like... it's They're playing it like he was going to confess his love. Yes. That's not what it is. Yes. Because he uses the force in this movie. Mm-hmm. In ways... It's rad. <sighs> Because J.J. doesn't want to leave that line hanging of a non-Jedi used a lightsaber to fight Kylo Ren. And so he's retconning it so that never has a character other than General Grievous, who couldn't use the Force, used a lightsaber. And General Grievous was a droid, mostly. Not really. More machine than man. More machine than man, but so was Vader. But... He was even more machine than more machine than man. <laughs> okay, I'm watching a lot of Clone Wars right now. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. General Grievous is so fucking cool. He's my favorite forearm cyber vampire. Anybody who complains about General Grievous uh, sucks. Someone no, I, who's complaining about General Grievous? Someone I follow on Twitter the other day is like, why did they give General Grievous a Dracula voice? It's so stupid. And I just tweeted at them, because it's cool. That's why they gave him a Dracula voice, because they were like, how can we make this guy even cooler? And they decided Dracula voice no, was they the just way to do it. No, they already had the Dracula voice, and they were like, how can we make this guy cooler? I know, what if he coughs? <laughs> what if he says, your lightsaber will make a fine addition to my collection? <laughs> General Grievous is just a Dracula, and he's so funny. The negotiator. I wish General Grievous was in this movie. The thing I, the thing I really wanted from this movie that I think maybe I set myself up for failure on this front was I wanted a love letter to the prequels. I felt like there's not a love letter to anything in in this movie. 
Oh, there is a love letter to the toys you bought as a kid. They're not, going, not you, though. Not me, but, like, the toys that people who complained about Last Jedi bought as a kid. Yeah, back in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Gen X. Like, there's so many, like, isn't the X-Wing cool? Isn't the Falcon no, cool? No, isn't the Red 5 cool? Isn't the Red 5 cool? Luke raises the Red 5 out of the swamp, uh, or not out of the swamp. The sea. The sea. And I did roll my eyes real hard at that one. As much as I was having fun with a lot of bad choices in this movie, the, that was just like... It was great that that ship was in the water in Last Jedi. Yeah. So he's not going to leave this island. Right. He doesn't have a way off. And he does that from the dead. What is the point of being dead in Star Wars if you can talk to anyone you want and raise ships out of the water? Well, look, it's not anyone you want. It's only... Jedi who become one with the Force who are able to become ghosts. Yes, but those Jedi can then now talk I'm, to any. I'm setting you up for. Or Han Solo. Or Han Solo, apparently. But he's not a Force ghost because he's not blue. He's a normal ghost. He's a normal ghost who's just haunting Kylo Ren in normal ways. Also, I feel like I should call him Ben because he turns to the light and starts going by Ben again. But calling him Ben just feels boring. The thing about... He looks like a huge dweeb when he doesn't have the helmet on and when he's trying to look like a good guy. The thing about calling him Ben Kenobi was... Solo. No. No. Oh, so you're switching who we're talking about. I'm switching. I got confused. The thing about calling him Ben Kenobi is that Ben is a normal, like, regular name and Obi-Wan is a space (laughs) name. And, like... It is supposed to highlight how, like, Ben is just not a name that fits in the Star Wars universe at all. I like how Disney made all these characters with, like, easy names for kids. Poe, Finn, Rey, Kylo. <laughs> Meanwhile, 15 years ago, George was like, mm, yes, Keanu Mundi. <laughs> Zam Wessel. <laughs> Zam Wessel is a little late to remember. Sicy Teen. Shakti Yariel Poof Luminara Unduli Plo Koon Plo Koon's Koon's great I love Plo Koon That guy's got a mask He talks all cool He he has to have that mask Does he? Mm -hmm. Why? That alien That type of alien Can't breathe in most atmospheres Huh Um Yeah the point of It does mean that he can be in a vacuum the, The point of the name Ben Kenobi Is to like he has a normal guy name that he uses when he's laying low. And Obi-Wan is like his cool guy name. And when you just give the boring normal guy name to the big villain of the series... But what if they had been called Obi-Wan Solo? <laughs> what if they just didn't name him after Obi-Wan? Okay, what would you name that character if jason <laughs> that would have been so fucking good and then when he turns good he goes by china are you doing a transition thing yeah, here? yeah. okay okay uh-huh. um um you're now snuggling me instead of doing the podcast i am We've been going for an hour, and I needed a snuggle. Sorry. Okay. I'm having a weird vibe on this <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, you really are, hon. I really try not to be so affectionate on the podcast, but I'm just... small. 
Anyway. Um, There's got to be more. I thought for sure they were going to say Clone Army. Yeah. I thought, I the, thought for sure that the, the <clears throat> Sith fleet was going to be a Clone Army. They not, of, a, not of Clone Troopers. Not of Jango Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett. No. Boba Fett? <laughs> Where? But like, clones of like, just a stormtrooper. I don't know. Just, yeah, they just, were just engineered from scratch. They just like recruited a thousand people and mm. then cloned those thousand people. What if it had been an army of Sheev clones? God. And it, and they they had was... like a CGI de aged um, uh, Ian. Ian. I was really hoping that um, because Ian has that big choir of um, of Sith cultists, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping that that was going to be Sheev clones. I was really, <laughs> I really thought they were all going to be Sheevs for a second. You wanted I that also, to be the Sheevan universe. I also thought that they were all going to sing. Da, 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 da. You I thought they were going to sing I the Duel of the Fates. Gonna, I thought the Duel of the Fates was going to be diegetic and sung by these Sith cultists. That's and a thing that I believe. That song's not in this movie. It's not in this movie. What the fuck? Is it in this trilogy at all? No. It's not from this trilogy. It's, it's you know, they made new music for each trilogy. So. They use the Imperial March a lot in this movie. Wow. They use the Force theme too much in this movie. There's only one good sword fight, and that's the one in their minds. Yeah. It's really good. The one in their minds is super good. It's super weird. I yeah. hope that we see more of this force power in other media. Well, they have we a name w- for it. We won't because Palpatine says a dyad in the force. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool new toy in the play box. And then he's like, there hasn't been a dyad in generations. I shall suck its life force. He does a big suck. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks up Kylo Ren and Ray. <laughs> Like Harry Potter getting sucked off by a Dementor. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. (laughs) Palpatine going to Dex's bar. (laughs) Why is there a 50s bar in Attack of the Clones? Because George Lucas was born in 45. (sighs) I think that's true. I think he was born in 1945. I believe that is true, yes. Um... I'm fascinated by that man. He's so fun. Let him make another one. Let him make another. He doesn't want to. I know he doesn't. No one's stopping him. He doesn't want to do it. If he wanted to, like, I don't know. He probably could. Like, at this point, if he said, hey, you want to let me uh, make a movie? I'll I'll make one. I'll make a movie. I got some ideas. At this point, they'd probably consider it. I think so. I definitely think that they'd consider it. I think, um, I'm not going to say white slavers on this podcast. You just did. <laughs> Damn. Um, I think he doesn't want to be beholden <clears throat> to the machine. Yeah, and that's true. Disney would, that's always been the case. Disney would, Disney would promise him, oh, we're not going to have any oversight. Like, you, we're going to let but you. But then they'd get a new director halfway through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, what if they replaced him with J.J. Abrams halfway through? <sighs> they replaced him with Lawrence Kasdan halfway through. <laughs> um, um, 
We didn't talk about the 3PO memory thing. That's because the movie doesn't talk about it. Okay, we didn't talk about... We talked about her killing Chewie. And how the movie immediately assures us, actually, Chewie's not dead. You um, can't have our hero make a mistake. It was such a cool thing that happened. Yeah. I. It really seems like... I really genuinely believe in my heart that someone wrote a draft of this movie... Where they kill Chewie. Because Chewie doesn't do anything in the rest of the movie. Like, I really believe that they wrote a draft where they killed Chewie. The entire escape with Chewie is one shot. Yeah. Of them running down that hall. That's all you get. Yeah. That's definitely a reshoot. That's definitely a reshoot. And they, they just put a couple hallways together and ran through it a few times. Some, some test audiences were like, no, 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 no. You cannot kill Chewie at Disney. Lucas would have had Ray kill Chewbacca. Lucas would have absolutely had Ray kill Chewie. Lucas had the hero on all the toys <laughs> kill babies. <laughs> Twice! <laughs> In two different movies! <laughs> I miss him. I miss him. I miss him. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> um... I hope he's. I hope he has some kind of creative outlet. Yeah. He's gonna pass away, and they're gonna find like fifteen novels completely written in his basement or something. It's gonna be the sequel trilogy. He's gonna have written it, but all the names changed. Yeah. That would be. I would fucking love that. Yeah. Honestly, it's like also Alan Dean Foster's chained up in the basement with a pen in his hand. <laughs> He made it right all of it. Right before we started recording, friend of the show, Jackson um, of Abnormal Mapping. I almost called them Jackson Abnormal Mapping as if that was their last name. I mean, listen. Uh, Jackson sent us um, a treatment that Alan Dean Foster did for um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. He watched The Last <laughs> Jedi and decided, I think I know where I would take the story next. It's fine. It's bad. But it's bad not... It's bad because it's really boring. It would be. It's bad because I read like a thousand words and didn't see any conflict. It would have been punched up by like action scenes and like the characters being fun, but like as a skeleton, you know, it felt more thought out than Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker is definitely <clears throat> a movie that got slapped together. Rise of Skywalker is extremely a movie. That, like, had a draft, and then had another draft, and then had another draft, and then started shooting, and then they replaced the director, and then had was completely rewritten, and then, like... They put all these pieces from all these different parts of it together. And then they and reshot things. When when this we say this movie feels slapped together, that is not a judgment on the crew making it. Yeah, they. I'm sure they all did their best. It's clear that problems lie with... People who are not waking up at five in the morning to, or yeah. four in the morning to like work on this movie. It's like the suits are the ones who are like yeah. mismanaging everything in this thing. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> did, wow, it's weird to like watch a bad Star Wars movie for once. Um, the really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I kind of mean that. Um, I think I kind of mean that. This is like the first time you haven't liked a Star Wars movie. I'd have to watch it a couple more times to like really 
absorb it. It's just that, like... I had a really fun time <clears throat> watching this movie. I know I'm complaining about it because it's a really bad movie. Welcome to Star Wars. We're about to read a bunch of books. Yeah, like, here's the thing. is <laughs> I'm complaining about this movie a lot because I think it's a really bad movie, but I cannot stress enough how fun I think this whole thing is. I just think that the fun parts weren't big enough. That's fair. And also, specifically for me, like... Go, like, being indecisive about redeeming Ben and about, like, she kisses Ren, she kisses Ben at the, mm. at the, Ren Ben, Ben Ren. She kisses it's him. It's really the, bad. It's really unnecessary. At least the kiss was after he revives her, which is more than I can say for some movies that have Harrison Ford in it. <laughs> I thought it was going to cut to his gut and have that wound reopen because he, like, gave the healing back or something. Um, Which I guess is kind of what happened. It just didn't show it. I also was reading, um, like, leaks leaks for this movie. Um, and apparently she, like, it sounds like in an earlier version of this movie, like, she does not heal him. She just leaves him for dead. Which I think would be stronger for her character arc. Killing Chewie and leaving Ben for dead would be better for her character arc if we saw her actually be tempted by the dark side and do bad things. Um, we have not talked about, like, how... The... It, but that would also be an interesting thing of, like, ways to... Like, that version of the movie, I think, ends with her killing the Emperor, but n while in a state that pr that is not, like, corrupted in the way that he wants. Yeah. Like, it... I... It always comes down to, like, Palpatine in the chair, talking to Luke, talking to Rey, saying, strike me down in anger. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, the plan. But if they just weren't angry when they killed him, then they'd win. Yeah, they would just, like, if she could just serenely just... If she could just serenely <clears throat> just be like, I, I know that you must die to keep my friends safe, but I don't hate. I don't hate you, like, I'm not angry about this. I just, like, have calmly accepted, like, the thing that That's I a, have to do. That is a characterization that could happen and yeah. never does. Yeah. Um, we wanna, let's, let's jump ahead to the final scenes of the movie. Let's okay. do that. Because I feel like we've talked mostly about all the things before <laughs> the end that I want to talk Except about. Except for 3PO's memory wipe, which is just as... It's another thing, like, was a really interesting, like, oh, they're gonna, like, they're really gonna do this. And then 20 minutes later, R2 shows up and just, whoop. But also, this has happened before, and no one cares. No one cares. They wipe, they wipe his mind at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and it's fine. It's a joke. It's a joke. And then, in this movie, <clears throat> they wipe his memory, and it's, like, a big deal. And, like, Star Wars really needs to decide whether or not it has a problem with the droids being slaves. Well, last time, that he hadn't met Luke yet. Rolling my eyes. The cornerstone of the Star Wars universe. Luke Skywalker. Rolling my eyes. Oh, yeah, we also haven't talked about Luke just recanting everything he said. In... Literally catches the lightsaber in his hand like he wanted to do in Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, and saying... We watched a video um, from D23 of um, Mark just getting on stage and just being like, I thought that in the forest scene on the Starkiller base, the, the lightsaber was going to like... Zoop, and someone was going to catch it, and I, I thought it was going to be me, and I thought I was going to have the most dramatic character entrance I could manage, and no, Ray caught it. I was really disappointed. 
And then um, he catches it just like he wanted to, and he says, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. I didn't throw this in the last movie. You shouldn't throw it now. Mm-hmm. Also, being a Jedi is fun and good and cool to do. Yeah. Um, and talks about his Jedi training with Leia. Um... Which, I will say, CGI de Mark Hamill, better looking than the CGI de-aged uh, Carrie Fisher. Um, that one was just bad. I, they said they weren't going to do this stuff, what, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. Genuinely I thought they know. said that they weren't going to CGI Leia into this movie. I genuinely don't know. Um, I wish there was more green lightsabers in this movie. The Dagobah scene with them training was like... Is that Dagobah? I think it's Dagobah because there's the big tree that's upturned. Uh, that's uh, like a iconic Dagobah thing. Hmm. Um, I think they're training on Dagobah. Um, but um, regardless of where they're training, I just thought the green lightsaber looked really good on yeah. that set. And I or set, yeah, set. <laughs> um, and I wish there was more green lightsabers in this movie. No green sabers in sequel era. Why? We just didn't see any. I know. Uh, it sucks. The only time you see a green saber is this one time Luke using his saber from Jedi. And also in Last Jedi when he's using the saber from Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, that saber's gone. And everyone just has blues until uh, Rey makes a yellow one at the end. Yeah. Um. It just feels... It really feels like they're just like... Well, Wikipedia calls it a gold blade. Uh-huh. It sucks that it's just... Just explicitly, everything in Last Jedi is wrong. And bad. And bad. This movie, literally, in one of the first scenes, has Rey consult the ancient Jedi texts. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. That's fine. I just feel like Yoda said there's nothing in there that she doesn't... Already possess because she had already taken the books out. Oh. Mm, tricky my words were <laughs> um yeah that's fine i think that that could have worked with what luke was saying of like that light does not belong to the jedi mm-hmm. but like obviously jedi studied the force and they would have like knowledge so. yeah the... I if, wish... if one of those books was also like sith lore that'd be neat i really th- this is another thing i bet you is i bet you that there's a version of that of this movie where he encourages her, like, no, you can be something new. Like, you don't have to just be a Jedi. Like, right, that's like, the... to inherit the Jedi legacy and go do something new and not necessarily, like, don't make the same mistakes the Jedi did. This is why I thought they were going to, like, come up with the new name of calling Jedi Skywalkers. Right. Which is, like, easy. Um, and doesn't... Marketable. Marketable. And doesn't totally disrespect Last Jedi. He can say, the the Jedi made a lot of mistakes. We discussed that in the last movie. And um, we're just going to go into the future, but we're going to like respect their legacy. Like That's just a thing that he could say, and it wouldn't sound wildly out of character. Like, and I bet you they reshot or rewrote so that he's basically just recanting everything. I bet... like I don't get the impression that Rey's going to become a teacher. No. She's just... But Finn... She might teach Finn, is the thing. I guess. 
I just don't what see if... a new Jedi Order coming out of this. I don't see <laughs> the Vong. <laughs> um, Yo, God's core. Um, the blood. What if the Jedi? What if the What if the Jedi adopt the rule of two? And so, what? <laughs> Where's the balance in that? What if? What if the Jedi adopt um a pyramid scheme? <laughs> And <clears throat> Ray trains Finn, and Finn trains two people, and they train two people. Here's the thing: like, what is balanced in the Force now? Because there's no Sith. Yeah, that's the thing: is this movie ends without balance, but it adopts the old EU, um, sometimes EU perspective of um, balance means only light because the dark is an aberration, like Trump. As opposed to the more like light and darkness, part of the same whole sort See, of this vision was, that this I was feel a, is the Lukensian version of that. This was the thing, was that um, okay? So I watched that video um, with Freddie Prince, ta- Freddie Prince Jr. talking about all these video games have people fucked up on what the Force is. I watched that video and it legitimately like totally changed how I thought about Star Wars movies. Like we can all laugh at me for that, but it changed it changed how I it understood the life. Force. It, it changed how I understood Star Wars, which I guess did change my life. Um, Married to me, it will. <laughs> and, um, um, the thing is that, like, they, most of the movie has, like, a really good version of that, because, um, Ben as the dark and Ray as the light, like, that's balance, and they're like this dyad in the Force. Um, and, like, I thought maybe the movie was going to go somewhere where their dyad created balance in the Force. Through a baby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's not where it goes. There's just... There is one person in the galaxy who knows how to wield a lightsaber, unless... Ca- Unless Cal Kestis is alive somewhere. Well, Unless Ahsoka's... Ah- Ahsoka, you've got... Well, okay. Ezra Bridger is still missing. Here's another thing. Who knows where Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Bridger is? Um, we've been podcasting a while, folks. We've been podcasting. We've been talking. Women be talking. Um. <clears throat> so, okay. More ending of the movie things. So... I was really hoping, and I just had a, I I felt a disturbance in the force, and I was like, Ahsoka's gonna be in this movie. I felt it months and ago. And she was. Is she, does that mean she's dead? I assume so. So okay. So she's so, in the ghost parade. If if you have not seen the movie, if you've not seen the movie, Ray gets knocked on her ass. Like she gets knocked out. This is when the, lights, the the lightning comes, spraying into the sky. And she looks up at the stars and starts to hear the voices of all the previous Jedi. She starts to hear every Jedi. And so you can hear Mace Windu in there. You can hear Luminara. You can hear Hayden Christensen. You can hear him. He, he recorded new lines. He recorded new lines. You hear Alec. You hear Ewan. You hear Frank. Mm-hmm. Oz. Right. Um... Frank Kestis, Cal's dad. <laughs> <laughs> you hear 
the voices of all the Jedi from this thousand-year reign. Um, and unfortunately, they are only voices. I was hoping that the ghosts right. of the Jedi Council would appear like Harry's parents and right. from his wand and be like... This is the thing that you should have done, is you should have just started CGIing in What if there ghosts? had been like a bunch of Sith ghosts and a bunch of Jedi ghosts fighting all around them? That would have been cool. And like you could have had Revan on screen fighting with you Ewan could McGregor. Have put Revan on screen. Revan exists canonically now because one of the um, companies of Sith troopers is called the Revan Company. Oh. So that is a character who exists. They couldn't get away. They tried so hard to get away from Revan and leave that behind, and they just couldn't. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna retcon the whole old Republic back in. Yeah. That's just going to happen. Do you think they leave the Old Republic intact, or do you think they just, like, do something that makes all of that canon again? I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they like, kept the MMO and not the two games. Yeah. That would make sense. Maybe. But, like, they're going to redo Revan. They're going to make Revan a thing again. Um, Somehow. What if that's Ryan Johnson's movies, is the thing you said to me. <clears throat> yeah, that's, like, the... That's the, the carrot on the stick. It's like, yes... Ryan Johnson is making some movies, but it's Revan. It's Revan. Look at Revan. You love Revan. You love that mask. It's a cool mask. It's a cool mask. Um. Um. Yeah, I just felt like that scene would have been a million times better if same scene. I don't even need. I don't even need a fight with the ghost parades. I don't need that. Real quick. What if they cast Oscar Isaac as Darth Malak? Because he looks just like Apocalypse from X-Men. I don't know who Darth Malak is. He's the bald guy with the jaw I from don't know. KOTOR. I've never seen okay. KOTOR. I've only listened to two podcasts about Fine. it. I know Continue. nothing about... The, the scene, it's all the voices. And I just thought, because it's the most obvious choice in the world, to start CGI putting in the ghosts on the screen... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I would get to look at Ahsoka in live action for half a second. That's all I wanted. What if it was Clone Wars model, like, just the CG? <laughs> Next to regular Hayden Christensen. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been better. Everything in this movie is, is this could have been better. We've barely talked about how, we've barely talked about Rey's arc where she's almost turned to the dark side. Is she? Or she's tempted. Is she? She's trying to be seduced. They're she, trying to seduce her. But all she says is, oh, I saw it in a vision. And then she goes so, to the Sith place and fights him and doesn't get tempted was, at all. I thought this was going to be interesting. I thought this was going to be interesting because I thought what it was going to be. Because everybody's telling her. Even the people who don't want this for her are like, it might be your destiny. Like, Leia says, never be afraid of who you are. Luke says, we all knew you were Palpatine's granddaughter. Um, and, like, like it, it's, it's destiny, it's the Force, it is history, is willing her toward this seduction. And she, it's not that she doesn't want to be seduced, she doesn't want to do evil things. It's just that she feels like, that's what she has to do. She feels like some calling to it, and she doesn't know how to resist it. She doesn't think it is possible to be resisted. And I thought that was going to say something interesting about the Force and how the Force 
wills things towards conflict and wills things toward these, this certain way of being. And, like, you know, um, there's a movie in here somewhere about rejecting destiny. Um, and I guess she does reject that destiny, but that... No, it, she just takes on a different destiny. Right. She just uses she just a different just, history to hit the other history in the face. Yeah, she just says... They, they also, like... She says, I am all the Jedi, and, um, Palpatine says, I am all of the Sith, and then when you strike me down in anger, the all of the Sith will get, like, poured into you, and it's like, is she gonna become the Sith Avatar, the last airbender? So, I think there's a cooler version of this where she kills him, and then it just cuts to black, and then the there's, like, a like struggle in her mind of like these forces within her and then we ha could have a really cool like dreamscape like you could have the jedi there and the sith there if we want just like have all of that happen inside of her and then that'd mm -hmm. be really cool they don't do that she just blocks the lightning and sends it back at him yeah and she uses the, the luke and leia sabers so yeah this is a bad movie. <clears throat> I had a really fun time watching it. I cannot stress that enough. But in the final analysis, it is a bad movie. It is a bad movie. There are nuggets of cool things in it, but they are not even the nuggets that are like thematic like the prequels are. Yeah. Where it's like, there's a lot of shit in the prequels to work with. That's, a, that's the thing, is that like, <clears throat> the other, there are three more... I don't even I don't even have it in me just anymore to say the prequels are bad. I think yeah no they're I great. think formally they're poorly made films, but I think this is a really formally speaking like this is a bad badly constructed movie in here's, a lot of ways. Here's the thing that I can say about the prequels that I can't say about um, Rogue One Solo or Force Awakens. No, Rise of Skywalker is what I meant. What I can say about the prequels that I can't say about any of those is that the prequels are exactly the movies they are intended to be. <laughs> they followed through on whatever their vision was, and you can't argue with that. They are what they are. The, all these others were, like, like altered partway mm. through, or they didn't know what to do with them. At the very least, the prequels are not cowardice. Mm -hmm. They just... Do the thing they set out to do, whatever it may be, even if that means double genocide. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. We received emails. We have... I have two more segments I want to do. Okay. One is emails, and one is a ranking of all the Star Wars movies. We also need to do the renaming bit. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't have anything good for that. You, you pitched a bit where we um, came up with alternative names for each uh, episode. I just don't have anything good for that. You might have something good. I feel like I don't have anything good it's, there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you have your ranking already. I'm writing it right now as we speak. So do we want to do emails first while I'm writing it? Well, I need to write mine. Okay. We'll just write it together and maybe I'll cut this. <clears throat> Are we putting the Clone Wars on this list? No. Okay, I'm deleting it from the list. Eh, I mean, if you felt like you watched enough of it to... Okay. <laughs> we watched we watched the Clone Wars movie. 
And I really liked the first 45 minutes. And I think if that had been a couple of episodes stapled together, I would have really liked that movie. I would have really liked those episodes of the show. Even the Farting Baby Hut stuff, like, it's dumb. It's not very good. But, like, in one episode of the show, I would just be like, oh, this is just a bad episode. And I would go to the next one and I would enjoy it. But as just like a two-hour experience, it's not, it's too long. Just make it like several episodes of the show and I don't even realize time is going by and then it's fine. That's because you're depressed. Yeah, for real. This is how I ended up watching 112 episodes of Yu Yu show, is being depressed. How are we ranking these? I mean... What is, what is the criteria here? Like, what's your favorites? In what context? Like, if you're going to watch one movie, would you rather watch this over the other? Like... Okay. So, <clears throat> the thing that I... So, yesterday, on a whim, I went in my letterbox and re-rated every movie I've ever seen. Um, like, adjusted the star rating I gave it. And the thing I realized is that, for me, the most important thing is, like, how much a, a movie kind of lingers in my thoughts. And so, like, there are movies that I haven't seen on that list in five years and don't remember a thing about. And I remember really liking them at the time, but I'm like, I don't remember anything about this movie and kind of ended up, like, pushing it down from, like, five stars to four or four stars to three. And then there are other movies that I would see, like, three stars and be like, no, but remember that bit? That bit was really good. Remember this? And, like, for me, the thing, the thing that I have discovered is a good metric for me is, like, how often do I think about this movie? How well does it live in my memory? You know? Not how Am fun I... is it in the moment to watch? A little bit how fun is it in the moment to watch. Because as critical as I've been of Rise of Skywalker, um, I can see myself more readily re-watching this movie than some others because as bad as it is, I had a fun time. Whereas, like, Attack of the Clones is not always a very fun movie to watch, but I think about it a lot, so, like, that was a weird consideration for me, you know? Because, not only, like, for me, I, I guess, like, the things tie together a little bit of the thing that lingers most of my memory is also the thing that I most want to rewatch. I'm a person who watches movies over again a lot. I'm not. I rewatch a lot of movies. This is how I end up, like, just having Raiders of the Lost Ark seared into my soul from seeing it over 50 times. I don't usually revisit stuff. I revi Star Wars is an exception because I watch it every year or two. Mm. I, I go through all of them. <clears throat> do you think they're going to do a Star Wars movie next year? They haven't announced one, right? No. Have they, have they announced any other Star Wars movies? No. Not yet. Not concretely. I'm sure there's some, going to be something in 2021. 2021, they might be like, I don't know, a new show. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see where this goes next. New video game. Yeah. 2021, sequel to Fallen Order, maybe? <sighs> it's two years. I hope it's longer than that, just because I hope that game gets... I hope that, like... They don't have to crunch. I hope they don't have to crunch, and, like, I hope that they get the time to, like, really develop that. It sounds like... This sounds like a classic case. I haven't played it yet, but from hearing other people talk about it, 
Fallen Order sounds like a classic case of they made the game, and then like the next time they make it, they're gonna realize, oh, we could have done this thing better, and actually we're gonna restructure this bit, and it's gonna work so much better, like a sequel. Or it's a one-off. Yeah. Like, you never know. You never know. We weren't guaranteed a Force Unleashed two. In, especially in 2019. If it was 2006, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can't wait for the the sequel to Fallen Order in two years. But in 2019, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. If they feel like they were able to pull that sale off of like the whole no, what? um, of no um, no multiplayer, no yeah, no microtransactions, no whatever. It's just story based single player game. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't had one of these in a while, which it became like the thing everyone said about that game was like, which oh, we just, haven't had one of these in a while. Which, which which was to me patently ridiculous because everybody was having this discourse while I was playing Outer Wilds. Like, they make single player games all the time. It's That's just not the, what it, I mean. They're I know. Star Wars. I know. I know what people mean. I think people... Here's the thing is... <clears throat> okay. To return to the grand thesis of Rise of Skywalker. Bad movie. I had a good time. I think people have weird expectations of Star Wars. Yes. Because of the... I think that is due in part to the marketing. I think people set themselves up for failure with Star Wars a lot. I think people... I think people assume too much of Star Wars and get mad at Star Wars. And I... Like, for me, it's just like... I know that this is the most popular media franchise ever maybe harry potter maybe lord of the rings no no not even lord of the rings i don't think so like this is the most popular media franchise ever and like i just know that it will disappoint me or i know that it will not be the thing that i want it to be all the time it will never give you ideology it won't do that i don't need to. there's no space leninist in there Right, like, I want, I really want Ahsoka Tano where I'm at in Clone Wars right now. No one tell me where this is going. No one tell me where this is going. If you tell me what's happening in Clone Wars, I'm going to block you. It's what's going to happen. But I'm really hoping that Ahsoka starts to be like, hmm, maybe the Jedi Order is bad, actually. Maybe. The Jedi Order, bad? Question mark? What if Jedi but too much? What if Jedi but too much? Um... And, like, I know that, like, those sorts of characters are few and far between in Star Wars at best. Like, I don't know. I love Gundam. Gundam constantly actually disappoints me because I put hopes into Gundam. <laughs> and, like, maybe that's just the thing is that I just have this other place that I put hopes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can, I don't have to hope for anything from Star Wars. As long as Star Wars continues to be Star Wars... I'll be pleased by it. I think people... But it stopped being Star Wars and started being a different Star Wars at some point. Rolled my eyes. Like, whatever. More Star Wars is Star Wars still. Yeah, I... I, You know what I mean. I know, I know. People set themselves up to be disappointed. I think... But also, the marketing sells this as the epic saga. The, like, modern epic. Yeah. Like, the modern classic of storytelling huge cultural thing it's a you know here's the thing at the end of the day 
Star Wars is never going to be like there will be blood. And if you want to go watch a movie that like if you want to go see a film that needs to that needs critique and close reads and and rewards those things. Star Wars needs those things. It does not reward them mm -hmm. <laughs> in any way. You won't be happy when you close read Star Wars. Oh, I've been very happy. <laughs> I will make it legal. <laughs> uh, Close I, read means memorizing the script, right? <laughs> I just think, I just think there will be blood. Uh, sorry, I, I've come up with a weird example here, uh -huh. and I'm really trying to coalesce this into a point. These are not great films. These are not high art to really be considered. They're like popcorn movies meant to make everyone buy things and i think people can't accept star wars on those terms i think people but that doesn't really... preclude it from being criticized no 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 star wars needs to be criticized St absolutely especially because it's so goddamn racist all the time it's really racist they even i'm not saying that like how did this one get even more racist they put more racism in it uh it's really an unforced error it's wild but um the great racism has been corrected. <laughs> uh, um, like, Star Wars needs to be criticized, but I just think that, like, if you want the most popular media franchise in the world to not disappoint you, I have bad news. It's going to disappoint you. You need to go into Star Wars. Like, I, mean, I don't drink water for the taste. Right. Like, you just gotta go into Star Wars just accepting that Star Wars is gonna happen. It's gonna be... You might be confused by the end. You might be happy. You might be happy. You might be disappointed. It's gonna be dumb. No matter what, it's gonna be dumb. And you're gonna think of a hundred ways that you could have done it better. Because that's what Star Wars excels at, is giving you a hundred things that you think you know better than the movie makers. That's my next article. A hundred things you think you can do better than Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a point. I think people set themselves up to be disappointed by this movie. And I guess I've... I feel a little defensive in a way. I feel like it is okay to expect coherency out of things. And it's okay to expect... To, like, to do criticism of things. And to, like, have standards like that. I guess. But I guess. you also need to know the nature of the thing that you're criticizing. Yeah. And you, you like... This is not to say that... Star Wars is like above being criticized on those on the same terms yes, absolutely. as something like There, there will, will Be, be blood. blood, which I guess is a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's one of the best I'll movies. I'll take your word for it. I saw half of it. Um, like you can, you're it's still like worthwhile to examine it on that level as well. Yeah, it's just that like that should not just a film's text is not as text. You shouldn't. I don't think that you should just look at what the movie is on its own in a vacuum, mm. because like Star Wars is not. It is never just going to be a movie. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a vastly like influential cultural moment. Yeah, it is going to be the right hand of the biggest entertainment company in the world. Right. Like, you have to acknowledge what it's doing and why outside of the text of any particular movie. 
before you can actually like engage with the work. Right. Because this is not the work of a creator. Right. This is a work of a committee. Mm-hmm. That is a different thing to 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 like grapple with. And even most movies, to some extent, yeah, with a big I, enough budget, are like that. I'm just saying, like, I I just don't want anyone to take this conversation and to think Star to Wars. mean to like to walk away thinking that we are saying that you shouldn't take Star Wars seriously or mm-hmm. you shouldn't like put effort into it into engaging with it because it's silly Flash Gordon movies because. Everything deserves to be criticized and closely read and, like, analyzed. I guess the thing that I want to push back on is I've seen in the past couple days, like, people getting angry about how they made a bad Star Wars movie. And, oh my god, the, movie, the movie is so terrible. that they, they did so many... They did so much wrong. They did blah, blah, blah. They made her Palpatine's granddaughter. I'm so... They kissed. I'm so angry. They kissed. I'm so angry. And I just went in... You just have to, like... You just have to accept the movie for what it is. The light and the dark. You just have to... I think going into movies and wanting them to be exactly how you want them... You're only ever going to be disappointed. I didn't have... Star Wars or not. Star Wars or not. I tried to go into this movie, like, just, like, ready to just, like, okay, this will be the new thing, and I'm just going to have to reckon with whatever it is, and I don't want it to meet all my expectations. I just want it to exist, and then I will understand what it is. It's inescapable. It's inescapable. If you engage with Star Wars over the next 15 years, this movie is going to impact all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just ignore it. Right. Like, you have to be aware of what it is. Right. And, like, like you said, with any movie, any media, any art, you have to understand what it is when you go into it. Mm-hmm. And people can't accept this movie on its terms. This is... Okay. I'm going to bring in another example. This is the reason that I like Spider-Man 3. Because... It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And a lot of people don't like Spider-Man 3 because it's a dumb movie. It's re- it's a really dumb, bad movie that was made by a committee and has all these compromises in it. And the compromises are clear and often... I won't say it's cowardly like this movie is. I don't think no. Spider-Man... I don't think Spider-Man 3 like actively dismantles the events of Spider-Man 2 or the characterizations of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's like, just that... It's a weird, specific thing for this because Star Wars is so big mm-hmm. that they are trying to keep it in this middle lane. Right. Um, and so, like, Spider-Man 3, I really <clears throat> like it because I, w- I was so disappointed when I first saw Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 1 and 2, some of my favorite movies ever. At least, especially at that time. I still have a deep affection for them. Where would you rank Spider-Man 1 among the Star Wars movies? Uh, Spider-Man 1, let me look at my rankings real quick. Spider-Man Go would, Spider-Man 1 would probably go right between A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, Better than Revenge of the Sith. Spider-Man 2 might go right below Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, do you want to do our rankings, by the way? Let me finish what I'm saying about Spider-Man 3. When I first saw Spider-Man 3, I was really disappointed because it's a dumb movie. And it's a very mm-hmm. compromised movie. In the, in the same way that Skywalker is really dumb and compromised. 
But the thing I've learned in the years since is that, like, if you just accept Spider-Man 3 on its terms, if it's... if Spider-Man 3 is so clearly telling you, here is the movie I am. This is the experience that I want to give to you. <laughs> and if you can just take that in, and if you can just accept the Spider-Man 3 experience into your heart, you will be happier. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to stan it, right? You don't have yeah. to go out and buy all the action figures yes. and all the, the books, unless that's what you want to do. You don't need to let this thing like control you that way i saw so if i saw that's someone not what say we're saying i feel like i'm paranoid about people misinterpreting what we're saying yeah here yeah, yeah yeah because, because we I, are kind think, of defending the movie everyone hates i i think i set off on the wrong foot of saying don't criticize star wars and that's not what i meant to say but i think i did right. say it you did say that that's why i pushed back on it right yeah i think you really steered <laughs> it into a better direction um but like i saw someone say like oh i almost i, I almost laughed out loud in the theater about how bad this is and about how this scene is or whatever and it was a scene that i also laughed at because it was bad <laughs> but and it was i laughed at the first words of the text crawl right and i just i had the thought as i was reading this post like don't you enjoy laughter do you not enjoy <laughs> the sensation of laughter if a movie makes you laugh like that's great <laughs> like that's more interesting than if it were boring that's the thing okay We'll get to the ranking of Star Wars now, because at the bottom of my list, I have the two movie. I have my two least favorite Star Wars movies. The only two Star Wars movies I actively dislike, because I think these two movies are boring. Should I start at the bottom of my list or the top Let's of my go, list? Um, let me just take another look at mine and see if there's anything. I actually might bump Solo up. I don't know. This is the weird thing where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is true. I think this is my true self. Okay. The the caveat for mine is that I love Star Wars no matter what. And so like, even like, aside from a couple, like, I actively love Star Wars. And that this ranking is not me saying everything below the third one is bad. Right. Right. Okay, so let's, let's start at the bottom. Let's start. I'll do my number twelve. You'll you'll, you'll do your number twelve. Movies, Jesus, I know that's all right. Clone nine, Wars. nine plus two. Clone Wars is not on here. Do you want me to just cut Clone Wars? I'll just cut Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah, I'll just cut Clone Wars. Okay, because I don't even feel was great. that at the bottom. No, it was, it was at number nine. Weird. Okay. Okay, so my number eleven <clears throat> now is Solo, which. So, for me, Solo is really enjoyable for, like, an hour and a half. Right. You got you got burned out on it. And it's two and a half hours long. There's another hour that I just felt really dragged on, and I felt like they could have wrapped it up in an hour and 45 minutes, and I would have been pretty happy with that movie. Two hours. Two hours. They could have capped it at two hours, but no Star Wars movie is that short. I know. I just feel like if Solo was shorter... I probably would be higher on it. My number 11 is Force Awakens because we didn't fucking watch that movie. We put it on last night and barely paid attention to a single goddamn thing. You know what? Actually, I am going to... Okay. Right now, Force you Awakens... You watched Solo. I watched Solo. <laughs> right now, Force Awakens is my number 10. I have it as, like, right above Solo. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to bump it down. Force Awakens is the worst. Solo is better than that because I do enjoy most of Solo. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, for me, Force Awakens, and for you, Force Awakens, 11th worst. And then I have Solo at 10. What's your number 10? Skywalker. That's fair. I don't know how to comprehend this movie. And I don't, th- I don't think that I can use the same gears that I do for, like, the prequels. Mm-hmm. So right now it's pretty low. It might grow in I the future. Look, time is long. Perception is ever-shifting. This, this list is not set in stone. No, no. We are not arbiters of some ideal platonic list of Star Wars movies. Um... This list is subject to change. It has changed drastically from when I typed it on Twitter a week ago. Though past has no power over me, I am not the person I was. Number nine, The Phantom Menace. Number nine, Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, The Phantom Menace. (laughs) Number eight, Rise of Skywalker. There we go. We got the bottom four are all the same. Yeah, just rearranged. Do you have anything to say about Phantom Menace on this list? It's just, like, pretty good. It's, like, decent. I wish I liked Phantom Menace as much as my friends do. You and Em and Jackson, I wish I liked it as much as you all do. I like it a lot. I don't... It's not my favorite prequel. It's my least favorite prequel. I would say that, too. Like, I really like Phantom Menace, and it's my least favorite prequel. Each prequel is better than the last. The prequels only I think so, but as the only person who likes Attack of the Clones, like, I can't say... Okay, well, so... Number... Eight was Rise of Skywalker. Um, number seven is the first movie. Okay. Force Awakens is a really boring movie. Yes. It is so competently made and deeply, powerfully boring. And that is why it is at the bottom of my list. Solo has a lot of the same problems. Um, Phantom Menace? You say a lot of things about that movie. It is not boring. <laughs> it is racist. It's racist. Um, we should do a different list sometime of ranking the racism. We should. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. See, Rise of Skywalker, we're starting to get into... I think I, I think I ironically enjoy Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I think that's where I'm at with it right now. I might that, genuinely like it in a year or two. I think that I think I'm the same way. I think I, once I see, like... Some book that ties into Rise of Skywalker, I'll have some new appreciation for it, you know? But number seven on my list is the first movie that I can say, no qualifications, I really like this movie. Yes. That's the jump from Rise of Skywalker to, I ironically like this movie, to, I really like this movie. Which, is for me, is The Last Jedi. For me? Really? (laughs) This list has changed drastically in the last week. Seven for me, Attack of the Clones. I really like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. They made a movie about George Bush. <laughs> and then they made another one about George Bush. <laughs> ah, and then they made a TV show about him. <laughs> and then they made a movie about Trump. Then they did make a movie about Trump. Number six for me is... Number six, Return of the Jedi. Return, number six, Return of the Jedi. Here we go. Uh, that's really good. Like, better than I remember it being. Yeah, I think Return of the Jedi has a really bad reputation because it is the least of the prequels. <clears throat> or, it is the least of the original trilogy. But I don't think there's anything wrong with Return of the Jedi. I think Return of the Jedi is just a good, a really good, okay movie. Before 
Force Awakens, this was my least favorite Star Wars. And it is still in sixth place, weirdly. So Yeah. The only difference uh, is that now there's a prequel under it, which didn't used to be the case. Mm-hmm. It Honestly, Phantom Menace and Return of the Jedi used to be switched. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Phantom was my second least favorite. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Number five. Star Wars. Maybe you've heard of it. I know. We both... <clears throat> I don't have number Star Wars at number five, but we've both... We both started this journey feeling like Star Wars, A New Hope is a perfect movie. And it is. It is. And every time they change it, they just create another perfect movie that's slightly different. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. Um, We'll get to it. I'll, I'll, I'll say my feelings about A New Hope when mm-hmm. I get okay. to it. But my number five, Revenge of the Sith. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> it's <laughs> great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> number it's five. Fucking excellent. Number five great. onward for me is like great movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Um, A New Hope is just good. It's just very good. A New Hope is just like... I I have A New Hope at number four. Revenge of the Sith, number five. A New Hope, number four. It is a perfect movie. It is like this perfectly executed hero's journey. It is... It is really good. (laughs) My number four is uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. It's fantastic. It's great. I sometimes get bitter about it being more popular than... Star Wars, but it is higher on my list than Star Wars. Yeah. It is just a Which fantastic movie. Which was not true, movie. like, Strikes, Strikes Back? Back? <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. It still um, has a couple of shortcomings that we've talked about before, about how, through the only lens that I had used before, which is, like, if I just watch one movie. Mm-hmm. If you're only going to watch <sighs> one movie, only one of these is, like, perfect and self-contained, and, like, only one of these movies stands alone. An argument could be made for Phantom Menace as a self-contained movie. No. I will not hear this argument. Okay. Well, my number three. What's your number four? Number four, No Hope. No Hope? A New Hope. (laughs) My number three is Rogue One. My number three is The Last Jedi. (laughs) It's really fucking good. It's really fucking good. Rogue One, fucking incredible. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. You'll notice that I have not said a, ro- a Rogue One yet. <laughs> Rogue One, maybe my favorite all-around movie, just not the one that I think about the most, and not the one that has been the most impactful for me. Mm-hmm. But Rogue One, just fucking fantastic. Just fucking fantastic. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. You'll notice I have not said Rogue uh-huh. One. I've read n- number three on my list, Last Jedi, and I have not said Rogue One yet. Number two, Attack of the Clones. Hell <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Oh my god, I've never loved you more than this moment. <laughs> Number two, The Empire Strikes Back. Number one, Revenge of the Sith. Number one, Rogue One. <laughs> oh, Star Wars is so fucking good. Revenge of the Sith, it's great. I should put it in my number one. It's great. Some like Sometimes I think Attack of the... Turn left. Turn right. <laughs> sometimes Attack of the Clones is higher. Sometimes Revenge is higher. Revenge of the Sith is just so much. <laughs> There's just so much in that one. Uh, I feel like Revenge of the Sith, I might have done a dirty on this list. But also, I wouldn't put it over any of these movies. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking great. It's a fucking great movie. It's the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> <sighs> we did it. We've ex- we haven't answered emails. We're at the two-hour mark and we haven't... We- 
We've made the journey. The Skywalker saga is behind us. Yes. Let's hit those emails. Let's hit those emails. And don't forget, you've got to finish that book. I'm going to do my best. It's Alan D. Foster. you got to finish it that. It fucking blows. Yep. Splinter of the Mind's Eye fucking blows. But by God, we're going to have our Splinter of the Mind's Eye episode on January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So, our first email comes in from T, who says, Which part of the movie did you find the dumbest? Uh, I nominate the Palpatine backstory and the final order, in quotes, like the phrase. The uh, final order is maybe the dumbest thing. It's great because the last book in the Thrawn trilogy is called The Last Command. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thank you, JJ. We know you read the books. Um, on a more positive note, were there any parts that you liked? Thank you for enduring this with us, T. Uh, we talked a lot about what we liked, I think. Um, Zori is great. Zori's great. Um, I think the dumbest part of the movie, there was a moment in this movie <clears throat> where I grabbed your hand and started just, like, thumping you. Just be like, oh, this owns Star Wars! What was it? Uh, <laughs> it was in the first six seconds because... <laughs> The first thing you see in this movie is the dead speak. <laughs> the dead speak. And then the first thing that happens. Play Fortnite, motherfuckers. The first thing that happens in the movie is Kylo Ren going and finding Palpatine. And Palpatine does the line. And he uses a fruit gummy to get there. And he's got a bathtub full of snokes in his evil basement. It's a vertical tomb. <laughs> He's got, he's got a bunch of Snokes in his evil basement. Uh, this we whole were, thing is just a lot of Snoke and mirrors. It's so funny how Snoke gets taken down a peg with each movie. In, <laughs> the, in, in the Force Awakens, it's like, oh my god, he's who this, is this grand villain? He's this grand villain. He's massive too. And then in the in Last Jedi, he's like, actually, he's only like six and a half feet tall. He's not that big. Actually, we have three of him. <laughs> Actually, we have so many of him. Um, yeah. I have a question from... Uh, so I have, a, I, have a, I have a quote from my friend Frendo. Um, so I was telling Frendo why I like Rise of Skywalker, and they sent me uh, something their friend said, so third hand, I guess. Um... Ryan Johnson uses The Last Jedi to ask deep and probing questions about some of uh, the underlying themes of the Star Wars films. J.J. Abram used The Rise of Skywalker to ask, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to just go <laughs> ape shit?" And I was absolutely ready to go ape shit. <laughs> um, um, and then Frendo has a question, which I think is really good. You get to direct a post credits sequence... That will be included on all future releases of Rise of Skywalker. What happens? What happened in Rise of Skywalker? I think... One, I want a better look at Ray's lightsaber handle. That's a thing that I want... It looks like a grenade from Rogue One. I want a better look at Ray's lightsaber in this scene. So I've got to construct some sort of... I think that... Like what? Like what is it setting up? Like another movie? What like, if it's okay? Here's the thing that we have not okay. What I wanted Rise of Skywalker to be was a love letter to the prequels, 
Um, so here's my post credit sequence. Ray, uh, credits end, black screen, and then a yellow lightsaber sticks through and starts doing a circle through the door because that's not a thing that anybody wants to talk about because that is some prequels dumb shit. <laughs> um, and so do the circle through the door. Ray kicks it open. Behind her, you see fire, and she goes in, and this is definitely a place on Mustafar. And then she gets on the radio and she says, I found it uh, to someone. And then you hear Poe say, like, what should we do? I, I don't know. You see Ray goes to Mustafar looking for something, some hmm. artifact. Okay. See, I was going to suggest, like... I think what happens is we cut to Dexter's cafe on mm -hmm. course on the 50s diner mm -hmm. and um George is there <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a smuggler or a merchant or something trying to sell something mm -hmm. on this on at this booth and um it's just like a, a very brief little comedy bit. Um, I think that would be fun. That would be good. Um, I just want to see George again. I he just, was in Revenge of the Sith. Um, James asks, uh, are the ambassadors Jedi? Uh, I believe they are. Okay. Um, can I share with you some texts with a friend of the show, Crass Pants? Yes. Um, Crass saw the movie today. I just asked, um, what do you think? Um, Kras says, I liked it safe in the ways I expected from JJ, but the themes were good and the force was still weird, which is what I really love to see. That's fair. She was wild though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, I said, <laughs> he's got a tub of Snokes in his evil basement. Kras said, fucking kill me and, and do my job, says Sheev throughout this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sheev just wants someone to kill him and then do his job. He wants to. He just wants to be in a younger body. Ray's father proved Leia is canonically Sith because she fucks. What? I I lost the thread on that one. But <laughs> saying Leia is a Sith is fun. I have an email from Karevi. Okay. If you had to be the descendant of someone from the original trilogy, and you obviously have to, who would you choose? Who do we have in the original trilogy? We have Luke, Han, Leia, Lando, <laughs> Vader, Insidious, Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> <laughs> like, we have Boba Fett, and then, like, Greedo, Jabba, Bib Fortuna. Like, oh, you know. Wedge you know, Antilles, I was about Dark Lighter. I was about to say Wedge. I would love to just be the, like, resistance pilot or spy or something. You want to be like, the Kazuta Ziono of the Rebellion. I want to be Wedge's kid. I want to hang out with Wedge. I bet he's a good dad. You know what? We have a friend who will tell us all about Wedge in due time. Oh, do we? Yes. Is that what those books are about? The X-Wing books are about Wedge. Oh. Or he's in them, I think. Okay. He hangs up with Corrin Horn. Okay. Fucking Corrin Horn. Um, I think 
original trilogy, right? That's what it said? Mm-hmm. Original trilogy. I don't know. For some reason, my mind just went to Boosh. <laughs> Who doesn't appear in those movies. They kill that guy and just take his armor so that Leia can disguise herself as him. That's a real guy. Yeah. Um, I know Boosh. Don't Boosh. think I don't know Boosh. Oh, is Boosh in Clone Wars? Boosh is in Lego Star Wars. Oh, okay. Fair. Um... This is hard because I'm trying to think of any, like... All my favorite characters aren't from the original trilogy. I'd pick Zam Wessel in a heartbeat. But... Um... I don't know. Pick Sam Wessel. That doesn't count. Pick Sam. Pick Sam. Pick Sam. Big Sam. Big Sam. Big. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Halla from Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Original trilogy. That's in the original trilogy. No, that's the original original trilogy. <laughs> um. Podcast long. Be a Jedi. Be a Jedi. Be a Jedi. Yeah. Yoda's kid. I can be baby Yoda. Be baby Yoda. <laughs> but no, I, I guess... Um, be Obi-Wan's kid. That's a good... Be, be, Obi-Wan, be, Obi-Wan's kid. be Obi-Wan's kid with Satine. Half Mandalore, half Jedi. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, do that. Do you have another one, or shall I read our last email? Um. Yeah, you read... M asks, where does mainline Star Wars go from here? Mainline is in quotes. So you read this email to me and then just whispered, <clears throat> Vong. And then I had to explain. They're going to do Vong in this. Like, at some point, somebody's going to bring them back and maybe rewrite them to be better. I certainly did that. I have my own rewrite of Vong that makes them very cool and good. Um, <clears throat> like, I don't know. I don't... I feel like Old Republic is coming. Ned Stark voice. Like, okay. I really feel like they're going to pivot into the Old Republic soon. Um, here's... Okay, if I was going to make a sequel trilogy to this, here's the direction I might take it. Um, the, microscopic life forms. The... No... The last remnants of the Empire are gone from the galaxy. Um, we've well and truly, like, the the Empire is gone. And so, naturally, the, res- the Resistance starts just, like, forming a Senate um, and a Republic to start governing the, um, like, the, a, a new... Senate starts to assemble on Coruscant, and like a lot of systems are just like, I will not participate in this. Um, and a lot of systems are just like, the Republic, every time you try to do the Republic, it just becomes an empire again. Um, like, this, the system, each system should be independent, and we should 
like have ways of settling disputes between systems, but we should. I, I don't want a neutral ambassadors, perhaps. I, they don't able want a, to pierce the lies. They don't want a strong central government. They want like, you know, people should have some freedom, and like the republic always turns to this. Let's get rid of it, um, and like a new war starts to grow slowly out of this. It's not. And then the Sith manipulate this. It's like, like a new war suddenly starts to grow out of this, and the new balance in the Force is not good versus evil, but like two perfectly understandable visions of the future clashing. And, and as they can't set aside their differences, a third faction enters the galaxy from the <laughs> distant void. <laughs> I have no answer because I could never have guessed this stuff would happen like the most ten years ago. The most promising thing um, in Clone Wars is the, the opening text crawl of Revenge of the Sith says heroes on both sides, and then there are heroes on both sides, and like corruption is everywhere or something, and like I really like the idea that. You can have a Star Wars trilogy where there are two sides that are understandable, but like, and one has dark side forced users and one has, and also light side forced users. And like, like, there could be evil people and good people on this side of this conflict. I think to do that, what that would actually be is like a crime syndicate movie. Because like, you'd have like Crimson Dawn and Black Sun. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not going to be governments. Yeah, I could see that. I would love to see... So I, here's another just off the head, up top of the head idea. Um, a new Senate starts to form, and the crime syndicates like Crimson Dawn and Jabba the Hutt and... He's you, dead. The, the Hutt clan. Sure. And Crimson Dawn and whoever is like... The banking clan of Munalist? Like, all these like crime syndicates throughout the galaxy are like... No, we, we simply will not be governed, and, like, this new republic has to go to war with the crime syndicates, and, like, then you just get a bunch of cool shit with bounty hunters, and, like, the, the crime syndicates don't me, have an army, they have bounty hunters. Let me pitch you something better. Okay. The um, crime syndicates and the organizations and, like, all of those people, they get seats in the Senate. Okay. So it's not just planets, it's corporations, it's like Zerko Corp or whatever. It's I mean, like, the Trade Federation has a seat in the Senate. <clears throat> yes. It, it's, it's not... That know. is the government of their planet. No. Isn't it? No, because this is a big thing in Clone Wars, is that there is a guy from there who who is the senator, or at least the, the representative, because there are senators and there are representatives, and representatives seem to essentially be lobbyists. Jar Jar is a representative. Jar Jar is a representative, not a senator. So there is a guy who is a representative of the Trade Federation, might be a senator from the Trade Federation, and he has this line. We, the audience, constantly see him calling Dooku and asking what to do, but his line in the Senate is, the Trade Federation is not aligned with the Separatists. Viceroy Gunray is a radical and an extremist, 
Um, and just because he's from the same planet that we are does not mean that the Trade Federation is necessarily aligned with his goals, which is how... And it's all... But that's a lie. It's, a, it, it's plainly a lie, but it is how the Trade Federation gets to keep going to Senate meetings and, like, voicing separatist ideas in the Senate, um, and everybody just has to put up with him even though he's plainly lying. Um, I just want Maul to be in the Senate. Maul being in the Senate would be good. <laughs> also, I, here's the thing. I want to know what Maul's up to on Dathomir. What's Dathomir got going on? Uh, I can tell you there's some stuff in Fallen Order on Dathomir. I gotta play Fallen Order. It's pretty good. Some, I'll, I'll enjoy it. Some might call it the best Star Wars video game since The Force Unleashed 2. Some might. I haven't played The Force Unleashed 2 recently because it just won't run on my computer. Oh, uh, so does that As do for what mainline Star Wars is, it's TV shows, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it becomes, like, the CW mm-hmm. thing so of, like, multiple interconnecting TV shows. Something... That's my prediction. Something I said to you in the car, and something I might have said on the podcast, but I don't remember, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try and make it very brief... Is that, um, for me, the setting of the original trilogy is very interesting. And the setting of the prequel trilogy is really interesting. Yes. And the characters of the sequels are really interesting. But the setting is not well defined. The status quo is not well defined. That's why I think this web of interconnected TV shows is going to be the future for the sequel era. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think they're going to do Avengers. I don't think they're going to do big movies that tie together. I think they're going to do, like I said, the CW thing with multiple shows that connect. I think you're absolutely right, because I think the sequel era stuff is just, to me right now, I like one of these movies a lot. Uh, The other movies, like, are... I like one of these movies a great deal, and the other two movies are, like, pretty good and have, like, endearing characters. Mm -hmm. Um... And, like, you know, you meet all sorts of people in Solo who I want to see spinoffs about, and you meet Zori who I want to see a spinoff about. But, like, the characters are all that I have to anchor me, and I think that's actually... I think Disney is going to find that is a much weaker strategy than creating an interesting setting, you know? I think... I think... I don't know, because, like... We'll see. It's hard. It's hard to say. We'll see. I think it's a weaker strategy. I think it's a very superhero strategy yes. to introduce all these characters that people like mm-hmm. and not these settings that people like. Yes. Because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Whereas George, fuck the characters. George just Keanu Mundi is there. He just wants to know about the droid attack on the Wookiees. That's all he's here for. Also, he's going to go fuck later. Yeah. D- George... When Syrians give head, they give head. (laughs) George seriously, like, puts a damper on a lot of cool things that could be happening in Clone Wars by killing Jango Fett and insisting that Grievous and Anakin don't meet until (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. There's a, a lot of cool things that could happen if... That's the thing, like, Star Wars... Is not a thing with no rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing with a lot of very specific rules, and that's more fun. Uh-huh. 
it's fucked up. Can they I? do hyperspace skipping in in this movie, and they just pop in and out of atmospheres, and like, yeah. you're not supposed to be able to do that. You're not supposed to be able to jump from an inside of gravity. Well, granted, who knows? Technology could advance, and they just never mentioned that's fine. It's just like I did did not expect. Also, them are those Tie that. Fighters all doing hyperspace tracking? Yeah, that's fucked. That's fucked. I mean, you can track a hyperspace route. They do it in the original trilogy. Okay. Um, but it's like... I don't know. I don't know the difference between that, actually. Like, they definitely get coordinates when they're tracing the Millennium Falcon in Empire. Right. Or, or New yeah. Hope. But maybe that's because they put a tracking beacon on it? I forget. It's I'm a little fuzzy. But also... The fact that, like, all the Star Destroyers are planet killers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I this... can imagine that all of the TIE Fighters have the cool thing from Last Jedi where they drag you through hyperspace. JJ. All the Star Destroyers are planet destroyers. Like, JJ Cook. JJ walked into this trilogy and was like, what if bigger Death Star, though? And now he's come back and he's like, puts his briefcase on the table and he says, what if many small Death Stars? <laughs> um, also, also... It takes until half, like, almost the end of the fight for Poe to realize, oh, we could just target all of the planet killer guns on the underside of the ships, because mm-hmm. every one we destroy is a planet we're going to save. Yeah. They had an opportunity to blow up, like, Tatooine in this movie, and they didn't do it. She buries the lightsabers right next to Shmi. She buries the lightsabers with Shmi Skywalker! <laughs> she doesn't know that! Where are Owen and Beru? Dead! <laughs> are they also buried there? Luke never buried them, at least not on screen. He probably buried them. I do imagine you, that he buried them. Do you think... I bet he came back to bury them. Because he's definitely not staying there that long in A New Hope. It's, also, it's, who's that lady who's like, no one's been by here in forever? Where the fuck are you? One month. <laughs> um, podcast long. Podcast long? Is it longer than the movie? It's longer than some Star Wars. There's a there's a Star Wars that's two fourteen. It, it won't be once I edit out the dog bit and uh, the pausing to fair. write our lists. That's fair. That's fair. Ugh. Podcast big beefy long, just how you like it. On export audio. Um I've gotta edit Aeroplane and Newbie tomorrow. I've gotta. Sure. Uh anyway. I don't know when this will go up. We've got a couple days before the holiday special goes up. This could go up after that. Hard to say. Hard to say. I know you'll get it out ASAP. I've got a really tough editing schedule right now. Yes. I've got a tough editing schedule, and I've got to make the Christmas cards, <clears> and the Christmas cards are really draining to make. Yeah. Um, i got to get Coward Hour up. we got one more Coward Hour this year. Is it the one I was on? Yeah. You were in the second half of it. Yeah. The, so here we are, folks, at the end of the Skywalker saga. The, was it good? The journey that started in 2015 with The Force Awakens, back when I loved that movie. Do you like Star Wars? I fucking love Star Wars. It's alright. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love Star Wars. I love I the love Republic. Republic. <laughs> uh, we were just doing, we were making up 
Star Wars YouTube poop jokes in bed the other night. Just holding each other in the dark in the early morning, just doing, like, word I love repl- democracy. I love the new galactic <laughs> empire. Just making up the bits with our mouths. The little word replacement bits from YouTube poops. It's great. We're going to go now. I'm I'm shutting down. Yeah. I love that little guy in this movie. Yeah, that little guy is really cool. That little guy who does the droids. I love you. I know. Fire glows bright on this planet tonight Not a Jedi to be seen A galaxy gripped in turmoil And I've knocked up the ex-queen And the force is howling like this swirling storm inside I couldn't keep it in, not since Mother died Ignore the fear Ignore the hate No relationships It's not so great Conceal, don't feel Don't try to hide from the dark side Let it flow Let it flow Can't hold it back anymore Let it flow Let it flow I'll save my wife and end this war I pledge myself To you this day Let the force rage on The Jedi Held me back anyway. Good. Execute order 66. It's funny how the dark side makes everything seem small. And the younglings that I've murdered can't get to me at all. It's time to see what I can do. The Empire's here, the Republic, it is through. No rights, no wrong. For me, I'm free. Let it flow, let it flow. I am one with the dark side. Let it flow, let it flow. This is the end of the Jedi. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. What do you ask of me? Our system wipe out Viceroy Gunley and the other Separatist leaders. My power passes through the air to close the door. My deadly lightsaber will help your body meet the floor. My super reflexes reflect your laser blast. I'm never going back. The Jedi are the past. Let it flow, let it flow, and I'll rise with my new limbs on. Let it flow, let it flow, the Jedi mighty.
better name anyway. If you want to see more Star Wars Disney, leave your requests below, and the Empire might get back to you, or destroy you, if the shield is fully operational. Or not, which is how we might destroy you. Okay, I just gotta finish my fruit snacks and turn off the heater, then we're good to go. Just left the fruit snacks till later. What? I mean, you just let's go. Let's go. I'm just just let me finish my fruit snacks. I just hit record so that we would be have like the heaters on. So we're not even recording on the Yeti. I just noticed probably because the Yeti's not plugged in. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, I think. So yeah, I was only recording this so we'd have something to put after the music. After the credits, I mean. credits music, outro music. We don't have credits. We, oh, the credits are in the, in, in the show notes. I've never put the credits in the show notes. Starring Nora as herself. I don't even usually cite the music in the I show know. notes, which is kind of bad, I think. I, I think probably should cite the music. I really should. It's kind of both for my own purposes of being able to find it again and also <laughs> just like ethically. Not great. There's a lot of strawberries. Hey, you in know this. what? You know what? It's a, it's a great time of year for uh, New Year's resolutions. I don't like strawberry ones. You can have this one, too. So many fruit gummies. That's two strawberry fruit gummies. You're going to have to start over. I know. I know. I'm just going to save this minute. I think we had a good minute there. Minute 14 now. Um... I'm going to save this milk for when we're actually recording, so I'm going to drink some milk on the podcast. I just think that'll be funny. There's not very much you, milk you left. You think that'll be funny, huh? Hey, why don't you be nice to me? Have you thought about that? I thought about it. 